everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm Dustin, and you know, I love Disney, and I'm here with my friends <laughs> David and JD. And I think, I think, I won't speak for them, but I think you guys are fond of Disney. Am I right? I also love Disney. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> David, more than any, the one that's always the more coy and sheepish is the biggest fan of all. Um, and that'll be evident today. We, were, we, we had some trivia questions we're going we're gonna to do a little later. And David was kind of getting those together. And he was talking some smack. He was like, you know, I could, I mean, if I'm not careful, you guys won't get any of them. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, but hey, he's right. He could, he's right. He could destroy us in this if he really wanted to. He's got to kind of like. You, you could destroy me with Star Wars. Well, like Star wrestling Wars, like wrestling with your five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you got to withhold the power <laughs> to keep from hurting them a little bit. You know, just sort of keep your arm out and kind of heal, you know, kind of deal while they swing and swing away. But um, good to see you guys. How's your week been? It's been good. really good. Finishing up school, just trying to get all the final papers and tests done. But I'm excited for the summer. Awesome. Any uh, any trips planned, John David? You know, we just had a great trip, a little day trip. Right now, I'm I'm looking at a annual pass preview day for Cosmic Rewind. Ooh, all right, um, which will be on the 9th of did May. Did you ha- did you have to like get in line for that? How did that work? Yeah, so listen to this story. So I'm literally walking the class. They don't really let you know when it's going to happen. They're just like, hey, they send you an email to all the annual pass holders. We're doing this. We're not going to tell you the exact day or morning or time. So I'm literally walking the class last week. It was literally last Thursday. I'm walking to my business law class. I'm scrolling through Instagram, just kind of like half walking. And I see, I think it was Walt Disney World News posted, annual pass previews day just opened for Cosmic Rewind. Click this link. So I go through their link. I find the link. I click on it. It puts me in the queue um, for getting the ticket for the day, but I'm going to class. So I'm like, oh no, what is like, what am I going to do? This teacher's it's business law. So it's a pretty serious class. He's pretty big on, you know, if he's talking and, and you have your phone out, he, he might call you out on it. So I put my phone literally in my lap during business law, and he's asking us about like these contracts and, and negligence and, and contract breaches <laughs> and things like that. And I'm literally looking up and down, like I'm saying, okay, 40 minutes left in the queue, 30 minutes. Oh, it just went down to 20 minutes. And then I'm running to this problem of like, what am I going to do like when it gets to one minute? Like there's no way I'm going to have to get my phone out, put my information in. So I literally just get up when it says one minute and I go to the bathroom. Get this. This is the craziest thing. So I go to the bathroom. I'm literally in the hallway, like spamming the, uh, okay, like accept button for the, for the queue. And I get me and McKay both on it. And then the fire alarm goes off. So the fire alarm goes off. My teacher comes out in the hallway and I'm just standing <laughs> in the hallway, like spamming all my thing. And I was like, Oh yeah, the fire alarm just went off. That's like that's crazy. Like what just happened? And luckily, he wasn't super suspicious. He's like, I have a good relationship with the teacher. But I was like, what are the chances? I literally go in the hallway for two seconds. I finally get the congratulations confirmation, and this fire alarm goes off. My teacher <laughs> runs out of the classroom. <laughs> literally the craziest thing. So, but, but then you- yeah, so I got I got the confirmation. So I was like, great, I have it. But I, the more I read about it, you still have to get the reservation for the park. Um, so I, I've been dealing with it. Um, at first, all of them, like all of May, like Epcot was just reserved because I guess all of the annual pass 
holders were like, I'm just going to reserve for as many days that I think it might be, um, which was uh, discouraging. But I've literally been watching it over and over again. And like two nights ago, I checked it. I would check it every morning and every night. And it had Epcot availability. Um, so as far as we know, we should be good to go. Uh, but I've never done anything like this. So I've been kind of learning as I've, I've been doing it. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm super pumped uh, to, to get to experience the ride and see what an annual pass preview day is like. Uh, I'm really excited. And this new ride, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, man, that's, yeah. that sounds pretty cool too. Dave, we were talking about that a little bit. We, I haven't talked. Are you going back down in May sometime, David, to visit? Before, uh, I don't know summer? if I, I want to, but I don't know if I can get down. He's coming home actually for some time yeah. in May, and so uh, it, I don't know how I can I can work it out. So for those mom, seasons, his, his mom his mom is really wanting to get down there to see him too. So <laughs> I'm not sure if, if we get down there, it's going to be to see it's going to be to go to Disney. <laughs> I gotcha. You know, maybe you sneak a day in. Who knows? But the, so yeah. on the season, have you been to something like this before? Any sort of. I, Preview. I haven't. It was right when it was right when I got when we got our annual passes that they first did uh, a preview day for Remy's Ratatouille at Epcot, and I remember being so jealous because um, they did the the registration for it before we had it, but we had it when when all that was going on, and it looked so cool because with Remy's, like you got to go back there, see their crepe restaurant. And they had it roped off. So, so it was almost like this VIP club of these annual pass holders. And you're like, gosh, I really want to go back there. So I'm really hopeful with this Cosmic Rewind Guardians of the Galaxy ride that they do something a little more fun and special and maybe, you know, have some characters walking around and have it more of like this hub that you can hang out and tell your time instead of just experiencing the ride. Now, granted, I'll be happy just to ride the ride. Um, but, you know, see what Disney does with it. That's pretty cool. Um, I was That's actually amazing. part of the part of the news. I was reading some of the. I guess the cast members have have already taken some previews on it, and it's it's getting some pretty good reviews. I think from everybody saying it's gonna be a really fun ride. What have you guys heard? Are you are you avoiding it altogether? You don't want to hear. Actually, I had not I had not read any of those reviews until you told me some. So I'm excited that that the the past uh, cast previews were were, were good. People were saying good things about it. Not a lot of not a lot of negative, and and yeah. you you shared some things that you know surprised me. I it, I wasn't expecting it to be very fast, so I'm it's it's good to hear that it's up there with it's not it's not the fastest, but it's it's a uh, it's a legitimate roller coaster. It gets into the thrill ride category, which you know Disney doesn't have. Is, no, is not really known for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's tempered. It's kind of a moderate thrill ride for a family coaster, you know, would be the thing, which is I'm totally cool with that. Again, it's how fun is it? Is it a fun ride? And I think most of the reviews I read, people are, it's passing the test. Nobody's nobody's crushed it or nobody's disappointed. Everybody's excited. I think one of the cool things for me is kind of like rock and roller coaster. Um, it has a soundtrack, the, the Guardian soundtrack. And one little tidbit that I, I read about that I didn't know is that you don't get like you don't choose and it's a different song every ride right so mm-hmm. things like um tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world or september by earth wind and fire um and a bunch of other songs you could ride it over and over and get a new song every time that's pretty cool um yeah i think conga by gloria estefan is another one so um wow. I-, I love that aspect of it that it's you, you have fun and big speakers in every cart that you know kind of uh play the music for you that sounds like a lot of fun yeah. yeah, that is yeah. fun. I'm I'm all about Epcot getting more fun attractions, though. It's fun. The last time me and McKay have gone to the Magic Kingdom, 
Uh, Magic Kingdom's always been like our favorite park, but the more and more we go to these different parks, it's like, wow, this one has so many great things. And with Epcot, it's just so fun to be able to walk around, eat the good foods. And now we have Remy's, uh, which is another fun, enjoyable ride. Um, so I really love this idea, especially with Harmonia, such a good show at night, um, having Epcot, because it's like, wow, Epcot's really on the come up. You know, 10 years ago, people probably would have, if they had to knock a day off of a, a park trip, they would have been like, oh, automatically Epcot. And now it's like, okay, like if this Cosmic Rewind is as good as these first reviews are, it could really put it on the map as far as making it competitive with the with the other parks. What are yeah, the still, what are the attractions? It still needs here? a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need any more. I mean, you've got you've got Spaceship Earth and you've got uh, Living with the Land. Those are some of the classics that are they're really the two yeah. classics that are still there. But uh, the usually the longest wait is going to be Test Track. Yeah. And the Frozen ride. Uh, was yeah, it Frozen have, Ever After? Have, yeah, and you have Soren. Soren. Soren used to be a really long line, but they've, you know, they they fixed it finally where there were enough uh, rides that you, you know, you didn't stand in line as long. So mainly the, and, the biggest line is still Test Track, and Test Track breaks down a lot. So, yeah. you, you, you know, With and then rain. Frozen Ever After is a really, you know, usually like an hour long line. And yeah. Remy's is there, you said. Yeah. And Remy's is yeah. there now. The That's, three and caballeros. That be, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the three caballeros, the, the water ride the, around the Mexican The Mexican fiesta, Mexican <laughs> fiesta ride. Yeah. Yeah, that, but, that uh, usually it, doesn't have a long ride. It does seem like, again, looking at it from an annual pass perspective of getting to go pretty regularly, uh, and when I do listen to podcasts, it seems like Epcot is almost – um, a favorite, though, for a lot of the locals, the people who they've ridden the rides, all of the rides, you know, over a dozen times. And, you know, they do it all the time. And Epcot's kind of a fun experience where you get to just really uh, be immersed in Disney and eat good food and shop um, and good shows. Um, so it is interesting for the people who get to go a lot. I've seen a lot of their favorite park is Epcot. Yeah, it's, you know, and a lot of people mourn that it's not what it used to be, and it, it is not. I mean, it's just changed, but uh, but the thing is we got to have good attractions there. Got to be like, I mean, there's still a lot of things like the Imagination Ride that are not what they were originally. It needs to revamp. There's a, there's just several things like that that need, they need uh, a, you know, some plussing. Yeah, some I think new life. there's always – my kind of take on Epcot too is my friends that live in Central Florida that have passes, or even if they don't, they love that food and wine festival every year. Oh yeah, and they go and they hang out. And it's not really they don't go to ride rides. You know, they go to to just be in the park and eat good food and experience all the different different attractions. Usually, the crowds historically have been a little less, so you have fewer people to kind of fight with and deal with. And um, yeah, I think it is a very much a locals' favorite. And um, it's interesting to see if that keeps up in, with the new attractions opening up, with it drawing more crowds over from from some of the other places. It's going to be crazy for a while. <laughs> you know, when that thing opens, like for a couple of months, it's going to be really hard to get yeah. an Epcot reservation. But that's great, though. I mean, I, I love it, though, because I see it as, okay, well, now I have a greater chance of being able to ride Remy's, you know, yeah. or Frozen Ever After, which usually I would knock off. That's why... I mean, I'm excited for Tron. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to experience the a roller coaster and a fast-paced ride. 
But I would say I'm equally as excited just to be able to increase the likelihood of being able to do all of the mountains, you know, Space Mountain, be able to do Buzz and Tomorrowland without a 45-minute wait. If it just brings down those lines, then it's worth it to me for these new attractions. I'm the same. That's how I think about it, too. Like, every new thing that opens up is more people dispersed into different lines and makes everything a little less. So I'm with you. Yeah. I told I was telling John David Dustin before uh you joined us that yesterday I looked last night late I looked at the park times and it was the first time I saw Space Mountain had a 40 minute wait. Uh Haunted Mansion didn't have a wait. Wow. Uh, seven, seven Doors Mine Train had a 45 minute wait and Pirates had a 20 minute wait. It was it was like 11 o'clock Florida time. So and 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 like I didn't I didn't even look to see what time it was closing. I assumed it must be open till midnight, but I had not seen that ever in weeks and weeks. I've not seen those times be that. So I was like, wow, that was really interesting. Middle of April. Yeah, that's that. I, I wish I were there. You know, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the stuff you you were like, oh my goodness, wow. It's probably like not that today, but <laughs> that's what it was last night. Um, this is, this seems to be like at, we're post spring break for most most of them. So we're before the summer. These next like four weeks or so, um, I think uh, when I look at those you know those calendars, different people post of like when the parks are busiest. These usually have there's almost no green days anymore, but um, the yellow days, you know, where moderately yeah. you get some yellow before you get to the red again. So um, well. Right now, uh, on on Disney uh, on on the Disney app, it says Seven Dwarfs is a hundred and thirty minute wait. Oh, Haunted wow. Mansion's fifty five minute wait. Space wow. Mountain is a sixty minute wait. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jungle They're Cruise is time. an eighty minute wait. So everything's it back is. up again. That must everybody must have gotten tired yesterday and gone home, <laughs> gone yes. back to their hotel. Maybe so. Um, what is today? Today's Thursday, so we're moving in the weekend. Okay, yeah, you never. I don't know. I, I always like think. Well, are certain days better than other ones? And and you know, my experience last week was like, or at Universal was not really. They're all sort of yeah. crowded. And there's different things at play. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing with yeah. technology, though. I mean, like again, we talked about five years ago, ten years ago. It probably would have been better to go on a weekday, but with technology and social media, now everybody's saying oh, yeah, it's less crowded on the weekdays. So now it's just – it evens out because you have the yeah. two groups of people who say, okay, well, I'm going to all go on the weekday and beat the crowds. Yes, and I think that we definitely have way more people going in in January and February than than used to be the case. I mean, people know now it's it's really hot to be there in July. <laughs> And yeah. and the and the hurricane. I mean, hit hurricane season. Things get yeah. crazy. So people are knowing, yeah, like, man, let's. Rain. So it really feels like it's changed a lot. That people are going earlier. So I wonder, like, maybe this summer there will be some some breaks where things it flips or something. But I don't know. I feel like we're in this in this age where people are just going like crazy. So like they're 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 pandemic, post pandemic. Got to get out of here. Got to go do something. So. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, like, we're talking about it changing a little bit, and I, I wonder about the effects, just talking Disney news. Literally, while we're talking about I get a, a ding, uh, a notification on my, my um, desktop here from the Washington Post. Disney set to lose special tax status in Florida after state lawmakers side with governor in a rift over how schools and the, the I guess, the, the, the bill, the controversial bill that was passed, and just kind of the, and I, to be perfectly honest with you, and I keep up with 
I gotta read the news. I keep up on the news quite a bit. I still am a bit confused as to what is so controversial on both sides. Like, what are the what is the big rift about? I get some of the big issues at play and why their culture war issues where people are kind of button heads. And then there was a, some, um, there was a, um, a guy on Twitter who exposed some internal Disney um, communications that were troubling. He found tr- troubling to parents and people who create some of these shows um, talking openly about how they're actively, you know, trying to put in things that maybe some parents would object to. And that really raised some eyebrows. And then you have a governor in Florida who I don't know much about. I'm like you guys. I'm not don't like to get super flip political and or anything, but he seems to kind of thrive in conflict, right? And he's not unique. That's not just him. Um, that's most politicians these days. They seem to if there's a fight to be had, it seems to benefit. They just this seems like we are at each other's throats at a fever pitch more so than we ever have been. Mm-hmm. And um Governor DeSantis in Florida seems to be uh, capitalizing on those things, you know, for better or worse. And what we have now is this like um, this fight going on between, it seems to me, maybe you guys could get shed a little more light on it, Disney and the Florida state legislature um, over some of these issues. And it looks like just a, a back and forth and a tit for tat. And what do you what do you what do you make of this? Let's start with maybe the Disney, Bob Chapek and Disney and, and how they've got themselves into this crossfire. First of all, because that we're a Disney podcast, and I'm really interested to figure out how Disney has found themselves in the crosshairs of the governor of Florida and the legislature to where they're about to lose the Reedy Creek special status. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Here, that you go. I was gonna say, let me let me give my one like my two cents because I've got pretty <laughs> much one thought on it, um, and really the yeah, whole five, thing. Five cents, and <laughs> yeah, five, ten cents, hundred cents. Uh, and then, Dad, you—I want you to really kind of give an give the listeners an idea of this whole situation. With what is this thing that Disney has of its own community that's separate from the government and Roy, Roy Disney? Like, how did this happen? Because I think you could explain that well. Because I still don't think I really understand it. Uh, but my only really thought on the situation is, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis—he is the political leader of Florida. Bob Chapek, he is the CEO of Disney. These guys are supposed to be uh, representing the best of the best of Florida and of Disney. Um, So as a fan of both and a resident of both, I just want to see them come to a conclusion that's best for the people and not this pride game of I carry the bigger stick, I have more power. Um, That's what I want to see, which, again, we've talked about it before right now. It doesn't really – when you look at politics – you know, what is actually best for the people and what is a pride thing. Um, so I hope whatever the conclusion is, I don't know a lot about either, uh, but I hope whatever it is, it's for the betterment uh, of Florida residents and for Disney lovers. It should also be hey. noted that Ron DeSantis is polling as the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. Um, and I don't think yeah. that, I think that probably has something to do with this too, but go ahead, David. Sorry. No, I, I think you just said it really well, J.D. I just I hate to see this kind of stuff happening. I, I think Walt and Roy Disney would be just shaking their heads like, how can this be happening? This is not, I just don't think this is the kind of thing that would have happened years ago. I don't think this would have happened in the era of of uh, of Eisner and Frank Wells. I don't know it would have happened even with um, 
with, with Bob Iger. It's just like some everything's gotten out of hand. But this it's a lot of our culture. I don't know how how you navigate a company or a, or a state through the through the things that are going on now. It's just a very divisive time. I'm going to the only thing I will say, and again, I'm not sure why anybody um, would really want anybody else voicing opinions to their kindergarten or third to third grader about those a lot of the issues they're talking whatever side you're on because you never know what that person's going to tell your child like if if you're if you're liberal you might there there's could be conservative views told to your child if you're conservative it could be so i think everybody would want to say hey let's just let's just Let's talk to our children ourselves. That was my only issue. I was just surprised on both sides. Like, you really want to trust anyone else to talk to your child about these issues? I mean, but again, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the whole the whole issue behind that. The the, the thing about the Reedy Creek is that it gives it gives has given Disney a lot of autonomy as, as far as far as how they run them their 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 facility their their medical facilities, their policing, uh, a lot of things like that. So what is it and how was it, how did it come about? Yeah. How was it established? Well, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not an expert at this. I'm, I'm reading a lot. I mean, I've known this existed my whole life, but I mean, when they were building the, uh, when they were building it, I know that at first Disney did not ask for certain concessions to be made when they first started the park, but somewhere around this, around 67, 68, uh, Roy must have worked something out with the government that said, you know, we got to have some autonomy here to be able to make our own decisions. They can't be constantly uh, asking, uh, you know, you know, for permission yeah. to do things. And now it's 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 as big as we've talked about this that it's as big as the city of San Francisco. So there's a lot that's going on that would be, you know, they I can I can definitely understand how they need some some autonomy to make decisions. Uh, without having to uh, get permission for everything they do, but it, I think it has a, still a lot to do with they. You know, they they have they create their own power, they create their own electricity. They're not they're not using the facilities of the state. So I think it's a lot of those things that uh, you know it's it's about. So I don't know how if 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 they undo that, what it what it means for taxpayers. I don't know what it means for. Uh, you know wh- how it penalizes Disney. What you know that that stuff I still don't really understand. But I guess we'll follow it in the news and see if it, it. I just think it's really sad that something that has been around for fifty years is become a uh, such a volatile thing. You know, it's like you know, like JD said, it's like who's got the bigger stick. It's like we're yeah. pushing back and forth and it's like, oh man, it's just, it just feels like you're watching kids on a playground and you want to just yeah. pull them apart and say, stop, grow up. This is enough. Just don't do this. You know, we got to all yeah. stop fighting. It's I saw crazy. one quote from a Florida state Senator that said, we're, we're sending a message to Disney that they are guests in our state. And the implication being is that Disney doesn't run us, we run them. You know, kind of, it's a really kind of the whole thing just feels designed to stick it to them or, yes. or let them know that, you know, they're not all po- it's, it's to send a message, which most of what politics are these days is just getting one up on your opponent and sending a message. Some of these issues, I might add, I don't know this for a fact, but it feels like to me they come up 
solely for the intent of making everyone mad. Because if everyone's mad, you can you can scare people and you can get people on your side much quicker. I still think most people in this country are pretty normal. Probably eight, the eight, middle 80%. They're pretty normal and reasonable people who will talk things out and work things out. And there's 10% on both sides that are just nuts. They're nuts. And they just <laughs> seem to be the loudest. And they're driving the, the ship because they drive the discussion because most of the rest of us, we don't want to say anything. You know, we don't want to weigh in too much on this. And I think that's where my criticism of Disney is. And David, you kind of touched on this when you went through, I don't think this would have happened under Disney or or um, Eisner or even, even Iger, right? So what you left out is, do you think that maybe Chapek has dropped the ball by letting this get out of hand like this? Because um, I'm just going to say that I don't know that, first of all, none of those leaders were dealing with social media. That's true. They did, they weren't dealing with social media. And that's been the big, that seems to be one of the biggest challenges that ev- lots of companies are facing now is you say one thing and it just gets blown up or it gets magnified or it gets pointed out over and over and over. And so, man, it's like, what do you say? I mean, how do you, I mean, you're, you're, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not validating or being ugly or about anything that he said, but like, how's he going to please everybody? I mean, anything he says, there's there's one of those ten percent groups are going to be really angry. Yeah, and so like and I, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, you, everybody, every you know, we've had boycotts on both. Disney's had boycotts on both sides. You know, we we're going to boycott because we don't get our way on both on on the conservative and the liberal perspective. Both people have done it. Both groups have done it, and so it's like. I mean, the, the the people right in the middle that you know, they, I guess they benefit from it more than yeah. anything. Because if everybody boycotts, that just means hey, some people get to ride the rides. But I, it's Is just it? sad because again, that's it, it takes you. You know, this the, the the joy of the kingdom of the magic kingdom. It's it's supposed to be a respite. It's supposed to be a haven, a place where you go for an immersive. Well, what did Disney say? Like Escape. we leave, we leave, we leave yesterday and today behind, and we go into the worlds of adventure and the future and fantasy. And it's like, I don't want to be thinking about this stuff when I'm trying when I'm spending a hundred dollars a day to be in the park. And it's like, let's please, let's just not go down these paths because it it ruins the immersion for everybody. I don't want to be thinking about the cast members and what they're, you know. It's like, oh man, I don't, I just. I want to. I just want to go and have a good time, and I want the employees to be having a good time, and you know, that's what it's about. I agree. I think that's a great wrapping up point. I'm just that's a good update on Disney, on the business aspect, on, on the parks. Now, I want to get to the fun stuff. I want Our, to see what questions you have. If you guys have any other points, <laughs> you guys can hit them. But I'm dying for my my escape of Disney is to see. If I know your trivia questions. All right. Well, let me take. Let me say this, and in, 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 I think it's a good place to start too. But if if you want to, yeah. if you want to read about the Reedy Creek, uh, yeah. all the how this the history of it, the the, the I would recommend a podcast, the Disney Dish, with uh, Lynn Tesla, and I'm going blank. JD, who's with? I don't know. Anyway, the Disney Dish. Check that <laughs> one out. They those guys know the deep deep history they talk about the formation of it and they talk about the history all the way back to like the 1930s with tourism and, and how it it was really good but it's it's a little more complicated than i could 
I could explain in, in 30 seconds, but they got a whole podcast on it. So go check that out. Disney Dish. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that uh, I was in London when, when you were at Universal and JD was at Magic Kingdom. I did. I was I was I was jealous, but I was in London, England, and that was pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, a couple of times uh, I was, you know, we I was with my daughter and we'd gotten off the the, the tube or the subway or whatever you, you want to call it. And uh, we'd come up the stairs and like I just looked up and like Big Ben, the the classic uh landmark there in London was just right there. I mean, it was just like peeping over the wall. Like it just really was like, wow, you know, you're in London when you look up and you're like, well, there's, there's big Ben. So I thought it made me think of a lot of you know, big Ben's like in so many Disney movies. So I thought there's, there's a lot of Disney trivia that's British, you know, that takes place in, in movies. So I thought we could do that. So that's kind of what I, I, I searched, searched around for. So when you guys think of uh, Disney movies and England, what movies do you think of? Mary They're Poppins. Bed <laughs> knobs and broomsticks. Pizza okay. Pan. Um, and if you want to get into Narnia too, you know, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Lion, Witch, Wardrobe. There you go. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Peter Pan, Mary I'm just, Poppins. I'm going to, because before we get into these, oh. these trivia questions, I'm getting your brain thinking about these movies because... Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Um, okay, um, doing good. I know Herbie had some some episodes, some movies in Europe. I'm not sure it was in England though or London, but um, Herbie went to Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo, yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> That's um, a deep dive right there. I haven't thought of that one in a while. England, England, England. Uh, 101 Dalmatians, right? Yeah, good. All right, you're right. You got your you got your brains going, but there's there's a lot. There's a lot. So we'll see if you can figure it out. All right. So here's your first question. And and I don't have I don't have a question on every Disney movie that was ever set in England. So I don't have that many. But what was the first Disney animated film that featured a British setting? What was the first one that came out that takes place? in an English setting. This one's a little hard. Yeah, it's going to be something unexpected. Something Did you say animated I'll give, I'll get, film? And this is animated. Okay. So I'll give, you, I'll give you multiple choice if you want it. Well, I mean, I could think of like an obvious guess, but it's, it can't be. I well, mean, go ahead and say your guess before. It just, and then you can give well, us. I mean, I just I automatically think like classic London is Peter Pan, but I know Peter it's not Pan. old enough. Or 101 Dalmatians, but was there one older than that? Um, if I give you the multiple choice, then you're going to okay. know what it is. Okay. So I was, I was trying to let you think of it on your own. <laughs> oh, well, dang. Hold up. Let, let me think about it. Let me think. Let me think. You're on the right track. Is Lady I mean, in the Tramp, does one- it take plant place in uh, no, England? It's New England. It's, it's New set England. Okay. kind of in New England area. It has snow. We were talking about movie, Disney movies with snow. <laughs> so England, when, when you when you say um, the question was a, a, an an England London setting that means like a city like a, I just said a Brit this one I'm not saying is necessarily London this is just a British setting it's British characters oh British setting England it's definitely England 
Oh, 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 I think it, it. I think it does show London, but oh, what about Robin Hood? That's true. Not that's not because it's the king. It's King John. Like they're English character. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is, that's sure. def, that is definitely one set in England, but it's that's not the okay. one. It's not old. It's not that old. I don't know. Peter Pan is my best guess. I'd say Peter Pan or 101 Dalmatians. I don't know which ones are right. older. So here's your choices. And these all <laughs> these are in alphabetical. Pan. They're in alphabetical order because JD always thinks that like B or C is the one. So these are okay. all in alphabetical order. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Alice in Wonderland, or Peter Pan? Dang. I'm going to change mine to Mr. Toad because I just like Mr. Toad. Okay. I forgot about him. Yeah, I forgot about him. I'm going to say Alice in Wonderland just so we have different. All right. It's, yeah. it's Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. There you it's, go. It came, out, it came out in 1949, and it was the first animated and uh, that was there that that I could find. I, I I I saw this online several places, but then I went back and looked because I was afraid the some of the ones from the forties that are all shorts that are mushed together. Somebody that one of those might have been, but I couldn't find that they were. So that that's was that's one. what. All right. Now speaking of Mister Toad, the characters of his best his good friends Rat and Mole, uh, who live with him there on the river. From from Mr. Toad, uh, returned decades later in a cameo appearance in what other Disney film placed in London? Is it 101 Dalmatians, The Great Mouse Detective, Mickey's Christmas Carol, or The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Um, Rat and Mole, pop back up. I didn't up. realize The Great Mouse Detective was Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I need to rewatch oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I get that one mixed up with a, an American Tell, which I know is not. That's Universal, mm. right? Mm. And they're they're kind of, they're kind of different, but yeah, same era. It's kind of the same right. era, I think. I'm gonna say that one. Yeah, I was gonna say it too. I think you're right. I think it is that. Uh, you're wrong. It's Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh wow! Really? Mickey okay. Mickey's Christmas Carol has like the three pigs. It has Mr. Toad. It has multiple. Uh, wow! Characters, the big bad wolf, several several pop back up. Wow! I need to Mickey watch Skisker. that. These, this is good. It's making me think about the movies that I don't really think of, like Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I love it. I mean, grew up watching it, but just don't think about it a lot. Yeah, it's 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 a really good one. All right, yeah, really set. Is. Okay, set in the west coast of England in 1765. Set in the west coast of England in 1765 and actually was filmed in the UK, what movie from 1950 was Disney's first live-action feature? Bednums? I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Treasure Island. Oh, that's a good one. Gosh, I love that movie. Gosh, I love that movie. Well, that's true. West Coast, that would make sense. Can we get options for this one, or is that is that yes? Kidnapped, yeah. Robin Hood and His Merry Men, The Sword and the Rose, or Treasure Island. Disney's first a, live action. I mean, I said Treasure Island, so I'm going to stick with it, but I could be talked out of it. I think I might say Robin Hood. Robin Hood locked in. 
All right, Treasure Island. <laughs> oh, there you go, Treasure Dustin, Island. Man. How about that? Good thinking. And you came out with it without even the Treasure that Island was, was the first. Those, those, those were all those were all live action movies from early Disney. But so uh, Treasure the, the Island. The only reason was first. If it, you said it was set in 1760s, which yeah. Robin Hood is probably before like the fifth earlier Dark Ages than that, and mm. um, more medieval. And I really yeah. think we have recently talked about in our bracket. Treasure Island being the first live action. I, I thought I remembered that little tidbit too, or close to it. Mm. Okay, now here's a hard one. This is a hard one. Uh, okay, so first of all, let me explain this question. Um, this is a Marvel question. And some movies, some movies were filmed in London, but they weren't supposed to be London. Like they used a London setting, but they... Uh, like they for Captain America, I'll give you one. For Captain America, they use some London settings to look like old New York. But okay. these are these are movies. These are movies where it's supposed to be in London. All right, even if they didn't shoot it in London, they may have shot it in in Atlanta. But you're supposed to think you're in London. All right, name four Marvel movies that have scenes that take place in London. Like genuinely, like they actually do. Yeah. Okay, like you well, know it. Yes, in the in the story them. in the story, it's supposed to be London. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed necessarily to be the main setting, but there's a scene in London in the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. This is I hard. know one of them. Okay. I know there's an Infinity War scene in London, where Vision and, and the Scarlet Witch are there. Yeah, hanging out. I, that one. That one did not show up on my list. Oh, but am I, I am I right about that though? Like I mean, I, did, I didn't. I didn't find I didn't find them to be in London. Okay. <laughs> Does um in Spider Man uh he goes on that class trip? I know they do a lot of traveling. Do they go to London? Gosh, this is good. This is making me think. You're close. That seems yes. to make sense. You're on the right track. Uh. Yeah, that's the most that's the most obvious one. Spider Man Far yeah. From Home. The whole yeah, Far From Home. Uh, the whole final battle takes place. With big land and landmarks all around, it's, I think yeah. it's on the big bridge. Maybe the I'm thinking of Civil yeah. War, and not Infinity War. Well, and I could I could have missed some, but I I I went through tons of these. Now there again, there were a lot that were filmed in London, but they weren't supposed to be in London. Okay. But these are like Far From Home. That's that's a big one. There it takes place right in with a lot of landmarks in sight. Probably Big Ben too. Okay. Definitely the bridge. God, these are I'm hard. Thinking, Literally, Think no, care, like, what what character might live in London? Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange. All right, that's one. All right. Okay. Hey, there there is a sanctum in London, so there is there is at least a scene in London. This the other good. two are a little bit fun. more random. I'll tell you this one. One is a major character, and in, he's in London, and he's on the subway. Probably one of the lesser-known Marvel movies. I bet this is one each of you have seen less than any other. But a major character riding on the subway. He's a major character, but we probably haven't seen him a lot. No, yeah, it's just one that I don't know everybody watches a ton. It's not like... I was trying to, I was thinking trying to think back to Shang Chi if he ever goes to London, but I don't think he does. 
No, he doesn't. Also, I could say Black Widow. She was an international assassin, so at some point she could have popped up in London to kill somebody. That didn't come up on my list, but that could have been so new that there's not enough okay. research on it that I could find. I, now, this is one of the four big guys. The four big guys. Oh, Hawkeye, maybe? What? No. I mean, I'm thinking Hulk, Thor. Did Thor ever go to London? No. I mean, I mean Thor. He's I mean, he's got all Thor. those movies. It's one of those movies that, yeah, that's right. That fits the. That fits it. Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Yeah, I've seen and this then, at least. Yeah, I know. And then there's one more that doesn't. I mean, has one scene in London. Somebody steals something in London. A villain goes to London to steal something. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. London. It was actually shot it's, in Atlanta. But it's supposed to be the British. It's supposed to be a British museum. He's, the villain steals something from a British museum. Is, is it black? Is he? Is it Black Panther when he's still in the vibranium? Oh, yeah. good call. Nice. All right, very good. I do think I, I kind of think Eternals is another one that has, um, but this is kind of like the first, the big, the ones before. Yeah. Those were the ones that, again, there were lots of places that were set in London, but uh, filmed in London, but not supposed to be. Okay. Um, okay. Though not the primary setting for the movie, the first two minutes of this classic Disney princess film take place in England, and a building that looks lo looks a lot like the Tower of London can be spotted in the background. Classic though not princess the, movie. Though not the primary setting of the movie, the first two minutes of this classic princess film take place in England, and a building that looks a lot like the Tower of London can be spotted in the background. Oh, this is a good question. Let me go through them real quick. Oh, could it be, um, is it Pocahontas? Yeah, Pocahontas. Very Ooh, good. Nice. There it goes. There's that Radcliffe or the, the villain. It starts with like a, a video of the villain. It's, like it's a, when a, he a rides, everybody gets on the boat, then Radcliffe rides up and you see the Tower of London in the background. First, you could yeah. tell it's England. You could tell it's England, but I think that's supposed to be the Tower of London back there. And that was built around... 10 or 1100, so that would have been there. Okay, speaking of landmarks, the famous London landmark Big Ben can be spotted in many Disney movies. Name two animated movies in which characters actually stand on the hands of the clock. Peter Pan. Peter Pan is one. Yeah, that's the most classic. Wow. Yeah, there's another, there's another one. one where they stand on it. Oh, yeah. well, no, that would make sense. Who's flying up there? What about, what? not the Hunchback, of, that's Paris. What about oh, that yeah. um, other one, David, you talk about all the time? <laughs> um, Snow White? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the dwarfs are It's a classic. <laughs> um, it's a masterpiece. Oh, Oh gosh, no. here we go. Think, think this like is that. newer. This, this is no. It's not new. This is not new, but it's, 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 it's older than JD, but it's, it's not 90s. that far back. Not Beauty and it, the Beast. It's not. We've already talked about it. We, we've already mentioned it today. Um, Dang, Mr. Toad. No, nope, not Mr. Toad. Hundred more Dalmatians. Nope. Who could fly up there? Think what characters. How would you get up? Well, they actually there? do have they they they, they 
they don't get there by flying, but they leave by flying. But Sword in the I'll stone? tell you this, it, it involves a villain. It's a villain and a, and a lead character have a battle on the hands Fantasia? of the Fantasia? No. What? Okay, now I'm kicking myself because this seems like a pretty big scene that I can't think of in the 90s. Can't be Little Mermaid. Well, that was eight, eight, eight. What was that? That was 89, right? Can't, it's not Hercules. Get close. No. It's London, London. London. Big Ben. I know. London. I know. That's what I'm, I'm just thinking through my 90s. I mean, it's not Lion King. It's a little bit. It's late 80s. Late 80s. It's not, it's not Sword and Stone. Is there a rescuers? Like Chip and Dale? <laughs> um, you're, you're a little closer with rescuers, but that takes place in New York and Louisiana um, and Australia for the second sequel. Come on, we just said, we've already talked about this movie just five minutes ago. Uh, you said it was one you, got, one you needed to go back detective. and watch. The Great yeah, Mouse Great Detective. Mouse detective. That's Great mouse right. detective. Oh, yes, all right, one yeah. more big man. We got to well, hurry people along. People are listening to this. People are screaming <laughs> at their at their at their. Uh, we got We got We got to move. One more big Ben question. Now name two anima- animated movies in which a major character is almost crushed by the gears in the clock tower. This is a hard one. Cars, right? Ah, you pulled it out. Yeah. What? Oh, which yeah. one? Nice. Cars 2, baby, right? Cars 2, yes. That's very right. good. People, people and, hate that movie. I, I actually like it. <laughs> I, one I more. the Super Spy. One more. Oh, it's obvious. What? It's obvious. Great Mouse Detective? <laughs> Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> 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 it was actually, I think that's, and that whole scene was like the fir- in the clock tower where the gears is one of the first computer animated scenes. Okay. Where they used computers wow. to do all the wheels spinning. Okay, I'm going to give you one. Nah, I'm going to skip that one. We've got to hurry. Uh, okay, Disney legend Sterling Holloway, who voiced many classic British characters such as Winnie the Pooh and the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland, was actually born in which of the following cities? Cedarton, Australia. Cedarton, California. Cedarton, Georgia. Or Cedarton, Ireland. Disney legend Sterling Holloway, who voiced many classic British characters such as Winnie the Pooh and Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland, was actually born in which of the following towns? Australia, California, Georgia, or Ireland? I'm going to say Georgia. I feel like I'm going to say, ah, that's a tough one. I'm trying to think of the psychology behind it. Why would dad pick this question? <laughs> now, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Ireland. Okay. It it's actually Georgia. I mean, if you actually listen to what? Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh sounds Southern. I, I it's yeah, a, yeah. I it's, so. it's, a, it's an aristocratic Southern accent. Of course, it's, it's also oh, theater bother. training. Yeah, because yeah, they used oh, to bother. take their, they all lost their R's. But if you really listen to him, you can tell there's, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a Southern twang. Not a twang, I, I'm but. I have a friend. I have a friend. He's a speaker. And, uh, if you close your eyes, he sounds like a, a old Georgia, you know, plantation, you know, whatever kind of like, uh, you know, Southern Belle. Just no R's, like just super aristocratic, well, rich. Well, yeah, Southern a lot of yeah. G- Jimmy Carter had that had yeah. that accent. A lot of famous people have. There's certain. All right, 
Good. I guess I just thought it was interesting that he was he's from Georgia. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, from the south. What animated movie set in England is the last one released before Disney's death? What was the last Disney I'm animated say feature? and Broomsticks. Now this is all animated. Oh, all animated. Oh, wow. Okay, all animated. Oh, I that was right. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Which was the last one before he died? I'll give you. I'll give you. It's one hundred and one Dalmatians, Many it's Adventures not. of Winnie the Pooh, Robin Hood, or The Sword in the Stone. It's one hundred and one Dalmatians. Maybe. Yeah. I'm. A, that's gonna be my answer. <laughs> that's gonna be my answer. He died in like sixty early sixties, right? Sixty six. Sixty six. Okay. He could be short in the stone. What did I, I say? I said, was Peter Pan a choice? Yeah. No. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna say no. Oh, what? Peter Pan was 1953. <laughs> it was way earlier. Okay. I'm going with JD. I think it's 101 too. All right. It was the Sword in the Stone. Oh, 101 down. Oh, wow. Sword in the Stone was the 70s. No, yeah, Sword I mean, in the so Stone good. was 1963, and okay. Robin and uh, Dalmatians the 61. So it was the last no, one. I, no, the one that anymore. the one that one that was the one that they were working on when he died was the Jungle Book, which came out a year in 1967. Okay. Mm. All right. In Disney's The Sword in the Stone, this is just a simple. I thought this was interesting. You'll get this right away. In Disney's The Sword in the Stone, what celebrity did character designer Bill Pete use as his model for Merlin? Remember Merlin the magician? Who did he model yeah. him after? What celebrity? What? What what famous person did the did Bill Pete use as a model for Merlin? He got his eyebrows and his nose. What in the world? I've never had that. Why did you think we were going to get that right off the bat? Because I'm not give, I'm not going to give you a I list. So what hold on, what hold celebrity on. would it be? No, I love it. I love it. Let me think about it. What what would an animator? Who would an animator model Merlin after? George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> That's so random. I forget what Merlin sounds looks like. Uh, oh. Mel Brooks. Oh, Richard Pryor. A little, <laughs> a little bit closer to the uh, closer to home for the animator than that. He's looking around and he goes, <laughs> Walt Disney. Oh, um, yeah, Walt Disney. <laughs> oh, they said gotcha. that Walt, Walt Walt probably never knew, but it's the second time in Fantasia. The magician in Fantasia was also modeled after Disney. You can really see that when his eyebrow goes up, it looks just I'm like. I'm surprised it Car- wasn't Richard Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> Which movie was the first Walt Disney animated film, also set in London, not to feature any humans since Bambi in 1942? Robin Hood, right? Robin Hood. Wait, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Robin yeah. Hood, yes. 1973 Robin Hood, so about 30 years there. Which, mov- yeah. which movie filled with classic British characters, supposedly, I went back because uh, uh, Encanto and a few things made me think about it, but I, I, I couldn't find one that topped it. Which movie filled with classic British characters has the most songs of any Disney animated movie? And I think there are 15. 15 songs, but some are very um, short. Mary Poppins? No. Oh, wow. That would have been my guess. And this is animated again. Okay. Okay. Mary, actually, because uh, Mary Poppins has way more songs than you think, because you think you're hearing diff- different, diff- the same song over, but it's a lot of different scenarios. This is animated. 
Lots of songs, it, animated. Classic era. Classic era. Um, not Pinocchio. That's no. Not. Gosh, I might um, need some. Gosh. Peter Pan? Closer, but not Peter Pan. I don't remember a bunch of songs of Mr. Toad. <laughs> no, they doesn't have enough. I know. This has like just, I mean, randomly a character will sing a little do- a little song and then it's over and it moves right on. And Not you, song you of the, hardly like song of the South, is it? No. Are we allowed to? We don't talk about that one anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> yeah, right. we don't talk. <laughs> Gosh, that's just such a unique. I don't know. It also said the most characters, and I would definitely think that uh, up until like recently, when there can be just a gazillion characters. I don't. I, before computer, no. Dang. Oh, that's it I actually it doesn't Dang. have many songs. What is? Do you mean to give you? Do you mean to give you choices? Yeah, give I'm me gonna need them. It's hard to think through this. All right, is it? Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, or The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Man, I could see Winnie the Pooh, but I, I think that th- I would say Winnie the Pooh. That'd be my guess. That would be my guess too. No, it's Alice. Alice. Alice in Wonderland. Alice. Okay. Alice has what? like you know, like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like, how do you do and shake hands, shake hands? Like, there's just so many songs that are like. 30 seconds long is the thing. But if you go so back, there's little... the caucus race, the wal- walrus and the oyster, there's there's just all these carpenter, uh, walrus and carpenter. There's a lot of little songs you're not thinking of. All right. Uh, what is the only Disney animated movie from the 1950s or 1960s that is yet to have a sequel, a TV show, or a live action remake? The only uh, one from... Past after World War II and Walt's to Walt's death, that hasn't had a remake, uh, live action, or a, or its own TV show. Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> no, that that one's not from the fifties or sixties. No, that one's before the fifties. That was okay, forty nine, okay. and it's animated. It's definitely yep. not one hundred and one Dalmatians. It's definitely not the Jungle Book. Sword definitely and Stones. No, what could be. They're remaking the Sword in the Stone, but yeah, it hasn't been yet. So it's the Sword in okay. the Stone, the only one that hasn't awesome. had a TV show or something. Uh, and Peter Pan had a sequel movie in yep. the '90s. What movie was the first to feature songs by Disney legends Richard and Robert Sherman, the Sherman Brothers? Which one was? What was the first movie that had their songs that was released? Was it Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Mary Poppins, Robin Hood, or the Sword in the Stone? Mary Poppins would be my guess. Whichever one's oldest. Sure. Yeah. Um, Mary Poppins come before bed knobs? I don't know. Yes. Okay, then I would say Mary Poppins. But Robin Hood came before that. No, Robin Hood was the, is the last, okay. is the oldest. It's the newest one. Well, I was a sword. Then I'll say Mary Poppins. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to think too, because I know for sure that they had such a good impact on Mary Poppins. Okay, the answer is actually Sword in the Stone. Oh. It came out before Mary Poppins. So they probably had written all the songs for Mary Poppins first. They, when they, they had done a lot of the work on Mary Poppins, and Disney still didn't have the rights from Pamela Travers. So they 
worked on Sword in the Stone and did some other things, but it, it ended wow. up coming out first. I'm learning a lot about Sword in the Stone. I, I didn't realize it had such an impact. <laughs> and like that's the last I mean that's I just like, I think I, I just mean, I just Sherman hit some brothers. good trivia on it. Higgitus Figitus and uh several yeah. of those songs. Yeah. What Disney animated movie was the first to be longer than one hour and twenty minutes since Fantasia in nineteen forty. And that was like a two hour movie. It was this long. But after Fantasia, nothing topped an hour and 20 minutes. They like to stay in that uh, hour and 15 minute. But this one, this is the longest one up until, yeah. Since is it animated? Was, yeah. And is it Peter Pan, The Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, or The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh? This surprised me I, I, that it's the longest one. I know it's not Robin Hood because Robin Hood. I remember watching it when I was younger. It was like the go-to. You talking about it, was, it was like sixty-seven. Animated minutes. Robin Hood or Robin Hood and animated. Man. All these are animated. Yeah. Um. I got a zip. I got another I'm whole page. Say, here, I'm going to say Winnie the Pooh <laughs> because it's so in it's sections. A, it's Winnie the Pooh, Sword in the Stone, Peter Pan, and Robin or Hood. Or Robin Hood. I'll say, I'll, I'll say Peter Pan. All right, it's Robin Hood. <laughs> oh wow! It's an hour and what? I think it's an hour. Tw- it's like an hour and twenty-three, and like uh, there's a lot that are like an hour nineteen, an hour twenty, but it it's the first that went over an hour twenty. We literally, I would watch it growing up because it was the shortest of my favorites. Well, you're probably so comparing it to things that, that came out in the nineties. Well, yeah, but that's so just crazy that, that it was the yeah. shortest thing. I, I was I was surprised that it was as long as that. It's longer than Cinderella. It's longer than Peter Pan. You know, most of those are an hour, ten, hour wow. fifteen. Okay, in the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which character never appeared in the books? Was it the Gopher, Owl, Roo, or Tigger? Which one is not in the books? Gopher, Owl, Roo, Tigger. I'm gonna say, for shock value, Tigger. He <laughs> seems like a gopher. creation. What'd you say, say JD? Gopher. It's the Gopher. All right. It's the Gopher. It is. Uh, they they wanted a character for some reason that was American, and actually, I saw this. I didn't know this, JD. You might have heard this before. That Robin Hood in '73, uh, they originally thought about putting that in the Wild West. That was mm. they were thinking that. That's why they've got George Lindsay, who's Goober from Andy Griffith, and Pat Buttram playing. They they picked those voices that were from westerns because that was the original. But then they didn't do that. And the same Dang. thing with uh, same thing with Winnie the Pooh. Did you guys like uh, Pooh Sterling Holloway who plays Pooh? He made an appearance on the Andy Griffith show. Al mm-hmm. is voiced by. Otis, the town drunk from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Rue was voiced by Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother, and he played Opie's friend on Andy Griffith all the time. And Gopher was voiced by Howard Morris, who was Ernest T. Bass. So there's a lot of Andy Griffith in, in, the, in the Winnie the Pooh cast. Okay, well, all we're doing voices, a few more. Catherine Beaumont, who voiced Alice in Alice in Wonderland, was also the voice for what character? Say it one more time. Catherine Beaumont, who played Alice in Alice in Wonderland, returned to play the voice of which Disney female character? 
and I'll give you, I'll give you. Yeah. Is it Kanga, Maid Marian, Mrs. Darling, or Wendy? I'm going to say Maid Marian. I'm going to say Mrs. Darling. It's Wendy. <laughs> okay. Wendy. Oh it was only like a, it was the next year. <laughs> okay. Well, see, uh, actually, actually, I just saw this. Monica Evans, who played Maid Marian, and I saw this little tidbit. In 2018, the only people still alive from Robin Hood were Maid Marian and the kids. They're, wow. Those were the only actors still alive. Wow. I'm not sure she – That's that was five years ago, so she could have passed now. But Name four Disney animated features set in England that have or have had attractions either in Disneyland or Disney World's Magic Kingdom. So for animated. How many uh, did you say? I said four. Name me four that have had, have an attraction or have had an attraction at one or other park. Peter Pan. Uh, Yeah, Peter Pan. Peter Pan's flight. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, Alice in Wonderland has a ride at Disneyland. And has the teacups. And has so the teacups. Okay. Yeah. Is that all of them? One more. One, one, one more. more that I can think of. Well, Snow White, that's not considered England, right? No, that's Germany. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's right. Supposedly. That's where it was originally well small world has some small people from <laughs> that's that i thought about that but that wasn't the original intent <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is a character we've already mentioned um just a few more not the great mouse detective they it's don't have so attraction <laughs> yet it's, it's, he's it's not, not having so on the sound not peter we already got peter pan robin hood 101 Dalmatians. Mary Poppins doesn't have anything yet. Sword in the Sun. No. Oh, bother. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my gosh. I forget. All right. It's a good voice, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What Disney film takes place in the fictional British town of Pepperidge Eye? That That's bed knobs. All right, there you go. I got your bed knobs in there. I knew I heard that. Yeah. Um, Fred Wynn, the actor Fred Wynn, who played Uncle Albert in Mary Poppins. All right, he's the gentleman who the Uncle Albert couldn't stop laughing, and so they have the tea party on the ceiling with Mary Poppins and Bert. He also famously voiced this classic British Disney character years earlier. Mary Poppins, I think, was his last, was probably his last role. I think he he was ill even when they filmed it. I, I want to say the Mad Hatter. Okay. Jay, Alice in Wonderland. Do you agree with that or do you want to, do you want some? I don't, I'm running out of, of British characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you South. four. C- Captain Hook, the Mad Hatter. Merlin or Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Just to be different, I'll say Captain Hook. 
<laughs> it's the Mad Hatter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mustard. Mustard. <laughs> That's one of our favorite family lines. Let's yeah, not and, be silly. And, and uh, Motoka. Stolen Motoka. <laughs> All right. Which Disney animated feature, which supposedly takes place in Wales, which is a part of the United Kingdom, had to be edited twice to avoid being released with a PG-13 or R rating. Wait, what? Wait, repeat that again. How about that one? What Disney animated feature, which supposedly takes place in Wales, the country of uh, Wales in the United Kingdom, had to be edited twice to avoid being released with a PG-13 rating, which was new at the time, or R rating. It would have gotten an R, but they edited it and they had to edit For again. Animated movie? Mm-hmm. What did they have in it? It was in the 80s. <laughs> Mid to late 80s. You're right. The, re- the Rescuers? No. What? I don't even know. I feel like that has to be like a... Almost like a You're just not thinking of it. Controversial movie in a lot of ways. It was the most expensive movie of animated movie at the time when they created it. Not The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid? Nope. Because I could see, you know, there could be some like nudity <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some cross species, you know, romance. No. no. Um, this was more more for violence than. Whoa. Than uh, anything might like some, that. Might need some multiple choice on this one. Well, the the Jungle Book was re-released, but that's not in the whale. That's not in Wales. I'm trying to think of what came out in the '80s. Disney animated features. Well, if I give 80s. you the list of the movies that came out in the '80s, you'll know it in a heartbeat. So, the '80s, the '80s movies. You've got The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, or Oliver and Company. Definitely the Great Mouse Detective. What? No. <laughs> is it uh, the probably, Black Cauldron? Probably, I mean, the Black Cauldron, I'd yes, say. It's, it's David, the, Black the one Cauldron. David, the, the dark gothic one David always wants to, he loves that what one. Did they, what, did, <laughs> no, th- what did they have in it? What was so gr- it was, was it I guess. Fighting? I guess it was just the 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 rising, the, the, the things rising from the dead and the Horned King was considered too scary. They weren't going to like, wow, but PC interesting 15. enough, interesting enough when it, it went through all that controversy, but when it was released in England, it came out with their rating, which is U, which is the same as our G. So in England, it came out with like a G rating, but in, a, in it was like the first one to have a PG rating here. It was very controversial at the time. Okay. What's the address of the Banks family in Mary Poppins? What's their address? Do Three more know. questions. Goodness. This is this uh, this one's pretty it was everywhere on the internet. Like this is like the first Mary Poppins question everybody guess. 17 17 Cherry Oh, Cherry something Lane. Cherry Tree Lane. 17 Cherry, cherry Tree Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, two couple more just random ones. Richard and Robert Sherman. 
This this we talked about the 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 Beatles documentary is on Disney Plus, and Beatles are very British. Richard and Robert Sherman wrote a pop song that was a number one hit, recorded by which one of the Beatles? Which one of the Beatles recorded a Richard and Robert Sherman song? I'm gonna say George Harrison. Okay, JD. I'll back it up because Dustin's the Beatles guy. <laughs> No, it was Ringo. John, Ringo Starr. Ringo, oh, I knew it had to. It wasn't Paul or John. It had to be one it's, of the ones. But it's a song called "You're 16, You're Beautiful in Your Mind." Okay, Do you know that song. I should have said it Ringo because he's the only one that couldn't write. Actually, it was interesting. Is that the um, the uh, Sherman Brothers were writing pop songs before they wrote for Disney, and then their, their first things they wrote a song for Annette Funicello, who was the Mouseketeer. <laughs> Excuse me. Then they started writing songs for Haley Mills. But this song was recorded in 1960. It was like a top 10 hit. But then Ringo recorded it in the 70s and it went to number one. So, yeah, the guys that wrote Mary Poppins had a had a Beatles cut. And then which Sherman Brothers song, which was written for but was cut from Mary Poppins, would, le- would later appear in which movie? I didn't, I didn't read that well. Which Sherman Brothers song? Was written for. I'm, that's not the song, but th- this you question. Which movie? Poorly. Yeah, what movie? They wrote a song for Mary Poppins. It got cut, and it showed up later in another movie. And was the it knobs. the Arist- Aristocats, Bed Knobs, Jungle Book, or Sword in the Stone? I'm going to say Bed Knobs, but I could be wrong. I mean, I can't imagine what would they write about in Mary Poppins that they could put in anything else but Bed Knobs. I'm so curious. This is so interesting. I mean, I'm going to say. We got to hurry up. So I'm going to say, yeah, you got it. You already got bed knobs. The beautiful briny sea where they go under the, when they go under the sea, that was originally written for Mary Poppins, but they cut that scene. They didn't go underwater. They, so they brought it back for. Okay. Sweet. And actually that, that was the last one. And on, on that bed knobs question, you know, the, after, after Walt passed away, the, the Sherman brothers left the studio. And they did some other things for a while, and they brought them back to do bed knobs and broomsticks because they had actually started on it during the Mary Poppins era when they still weren't sure if they were going to get the rights to Mary Poppins. He gave them the book bed knobs, and so. But that song, when they when they called them back, they said, "We already know we're doing an underwater scene, and you guys already have a song from Mary Poppins that we didn't use, and that we're going to use that." So. Yep. So there's your little awesome. little Disney British. That was so great. cool. I, I got Adventure. one quick one for you guys. You know what the first um, when you said PG thirteen that existed um, after the mid eighties was the first one. You know what it was the first movie to get a PG thirteen rating. There's was two it a movies movie? associated with it. There's two movies. One was the I reason remember. they came up with the PG. They like they, everybody was so outraged by this movie that they're like, we got to have something else. And so the next movie to come out had the rating. Was it for violence? Was it for violence? Yes, I, I believe it was, yes. Was it a lot Definitely. of gun, Was it gunfighting or a horror movie? <laughs> um, so for the one that actually got it, probably gunfighting. Okay. For the one that, that caused it, probably more like gore. I have no idea. That's some fun history, though. This is it's Disney related a little bit. Yeah. Goodness. Six degrees. I don't think I can. I can 
I don't think I can remember. I was going to give you the was, year, 1984. Uh, splash. <laughs> no, I was kidding. That's a great, that's a great, um, great guess. No, that's not gore or anything. Um, I was kind of thinking like something like a Godfather movie where there's just way more blood than you re- really think there's going to be, but yeah. that would that would be too early. One of them, the one that caused it, was in our bracket. Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's three minutes of baby. No, yeah, three minutes of baby. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No, oh, wow. So that came out, it was PG, parent groups like lost their minds because, you know, it was pretty intense. They ate monkey brains and they ripped the guy's heart out in front of him and, you know, all that stuff. So they came out, oh, we'll come out with PG-13. And the first movie that was PG-13 after that was Red Dawn starring Patrick Swayze. Okay. I kept thinking Patrick Swayze for some reason. Yeah. That's weird. Um, That's cool. So anyhow, there you go. Well, that was nope, awesome, guys. Yeah. Dad, thanks for making that. I felt like I learned a lot, so hopefully the people listening learned a lot. <laughs> Definitely the most detailed trivia for British Disney movies. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. All right. I love it. Great great work, guys. Can't wait to do it again, and uh, always much more to talk about. I, um, uh, definitely more trivia. I know that's coming, too. But, uh, hey, thank you guys for listening with us. We ask if you would leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Music. It helps us get the word out about the podcast. Also, join the conversation. You can reach us at whylovedisney.com and on Twitter and Instagram. And David is working up a TikTok, I hear. He's uh, working on his dances. He doesn't know it yet, but J.D. and I have already discussed this. He's in charge of the TikTok. So when that comes out, we'll let you know you definitely want to find us there. So uh, until next time, David, work on your dancing, and we'll we'll see you real soon. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys.